y'all. Welcome to Talk Back, the podcast of Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. So glad to have you. We have Pastor Stacy Eichard, Stephen Finkel, and myself, Emily Wright here. And we are doing the book of Ephesians in this new year. And we are on chapter three. And so we're just going to share a little bit of what struck us in a deeper way and hope that you all find it insightful. The verse I want to start with that struck me um, is in verse 10. It says, so that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And I find it very telling that the author does not say so that through government, so that through the city, through enterprise, even through the family, because the word that's used there is ecclesia, which meant the gathering, a gathering of believers, whether together or apart. And we are in an age where it is more popular to be a Christian apart from the church than it is to be a Christian affiliated with the church. And so I want to ask Stacy and Stephen What do you think Paul meant when he said it is through the church that God's plan is that it would be through the church that this wisdom would be revealed? So what does he mean by the church? Stephen, what do you think? Well, yeah, this is a, I mean, a very young church if we're talking about time and in Acts, Uh, but based on what we've read about Paul so far in Ephesians Um, The church is unity. The church is broad. The church is not just for a particular group of people. Um, In fact, very much so for the Gentiles, uh, which was a very confusing, hard message for uh, the young Christians and the Jews in this in this time, especially with the importance of Ephesus to the Greeks. Um, and so the church now, as Paul's writing, is is young, is passionate, is under attack is um, also rooted in this incredible thing called love, which um, Jesus had set into into motion. And um, the the wisdom aspect of it, I think, certainly harkens to the right the ancient writings that that the Christians already had um, access to in um, in the in the Hebrew writings of, of wisdom. And um, yeah, so that's what that's what I think of. How about you, Stacy? Well, I'm thinking um, in a little bit different direction, which is good, um, that uh, more specifically for Paul, I'm thinking about from our first chapter of Ephesians, that the church is the gathering of those individuals who have had the the eyes of their heart enlightened, right? And who are, in his words, we don't use these words as much, in Christ, so what's interesting is um, it, it's the the individuals who are in Christ, wherever they gather and with whatever they're doing, um, they are the church, and uh, and that makes so much sense when you consider there were no buildings, there were no you know there was no presbytery, there was no you know congregational meeting, um, you know it 
these people on fire for the gospel whose hearts had been transformed the way his had been in Damascus, right on the Damascus road, you know, they're the ecclesia, the other ones called out to do this new thing. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. I have to wonder because he says it so many times in this book, if they're, if they were experiencing their own secular religiosity, in other words, there were people that were like, you know, it would be easier to do this on my own. It would be easier to do this apart from the ecclesia. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm assuming it was because there's nothing new under the sun, but I just had never thought about it as a first century struggle. Like it's, it probably was safer for your family, maybe for your, again, for your market status to, to not jump into this. Right. Yeah. Right. What struck you, Stephen? Well, I I really appreciate how much Paul talks about prayer and in particular uh, in verse 14 of of chapter three, um, he says this, for this reason, speaking about everything up until this point, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and earth takes its name. And what he's doing is is really brilliant because he's writing to them encouragement, but he's also exemplifying for them Mm. um, the faithful walk of the Christian, no matter what, whether they're in isolation or whether they're not feeling comfortable doing church and community or whether they, they are, they all have, and this is another aspect of Ephesians, the true powers in the world Um, for the Christian. It's, it's prayer. God has given us the power of prayer and prayer is not the opposite of action. Uh, prayer is action and that gets divided in the church all the time. You know, you pray, I'll do. Um, and a doer may feel more um, affirmed in that. And and that's just not the case. Uh, prayer is power. And Paul encourages them to prayer. He prays for them next. Uh, and then he gives them this encouragement and uh to be a people of prayer certainly is something that sets us apart um, as, as those who trust in God for everything, um, especially this, this free gift of grace. It's actually a beautiful response to that gift of grace to be in relationship verbally uh, with our bodies and our voices to God. And it's also extremely unifying when we're all praying for the same thing to happen and we see God work it is so powerful. It's so inspiring. It's when we see the acts of God in the world, when we we share that with one another. It's one of the reasons I appreciate our prayer, personal prayer time uh, in church, but also our corporate prayer weekly in the prayers for the people. We are a people of prayer, and Paul makes that really clear. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder what you think of this, because you mentioned, you touched on it a little bit. He says, I bow my knees before. So he he's gives us a visual, physical aspect to prayer. And yet in our tradition, we just do this. And for those that are just listening, I just bowed my head a little bit. What <laughs> what's What's that about? The thing that jumps to me for sure is the position or posture before an earthly king that is terrifying, mm-hmm. that is about to either respond positively or negatively to your request. You cower maybe out of fear or respect 
for the power that you're that you're speaking to. I think it's especially powerful to uh, in our embodied beings to to show our humility to God in some way. I don't know if it has to be bowing. Um, I know a lot of uh, in a lot of places you take off your hat. In uh, in some places, you know, so the worship leader may say, "Now we're all going to close our eyes." And uh, but I, I do think this is is very personal and corporate. You know what what shows humility before God for you? Um, bowing of the knee may actually be tithing um, when when you don't have what you think you need that month. That is without a doubt a bowing of a knee. Um, and so that's what I think of. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. What struck out to you, Stacey? Well, I I just want to keep going with what Stephen is talking about. You know, Paul is really exemplifying for these churches, for us, the importance of prayer for the church. And what I love is look at what he prays for. Um, you know, I, as, as pastors, y'all, we pray for our congregation all the time and, and it, it kind of has convicted me, um, about what I should be praying for, for WHPC even. Um, Mm -hmm. and he asked that they're going to be strengthened in their inner selves, um, from the riches of his glory through the spirit, um, you know, not strengthened in the bank account or in the numbers, right? But um, strengthened in the inner spirit um, and that Christ would live in their hearts through faith. So they'll have strong roots in love. So Christ in their hearts gives them strong roots of love. And then as if that's not enough, that they'll have the power to grasp love's width, depth, height. And that love is God's love the the height the depth the width of god's love and it's like if you could only pray one thing you know for your family one thing for someone you really love who's in trouble one thing and and i think that's how that's i think that's where paul is he's in prison then he's never going to see these folks again loves them dearly i can, i got one thing to pray what am i going to teach them is the most important thing to pray for it's like if you could just be rooted rooted in love if you could know how deep and wide god's love is y'all remember the song from vacation bible school deep and wide that's where it comes from it comes from mm-hmm. Ephesians three <laughs> um you know how that that really convicts me because i think we tend to get into you know i want to pray that they figure this out and and that they stop fighting or that, you know, that they find the right answer to this, you know, situation. And, you know, Paul's like, no, there's one way to cover that. If you're rooted in love and if you know anything about the depth and height and width of God's love, that's going to get you down the right road. That's going to help the Ecclesia um, be able to, be the body of Christ in the world. Um, that's, that's, you know, people say Paul is so um, heady and and not very sentimental and not very emotional. And this is not emotional, frankly. This is, this love he's talking about is like the bedrock um, for the Ecclesia. And it kind of, you know, is meant to change our, I think, our prayer life a little bit because we often you know, don't start with the right thing. 
um, when in asking what we're asking for, you know, um, anyway. No, it's really good because Stacy in verses 20 and 21, we, we read a passage that we hear a lot in church. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear on the street, maybe on social media, maybe from a mega church, you know, God can do abundantly more than you can ever ask or imagine. And that's so invitational, so mysterious, much like love itself. I mean, yes. love is so mysterious. Um, I had a friend who who preached one time on love and they started the sermon with, I love my family. He just said, I love my family, started crying. Mm. <laughs> and it, it really stuck with me because for a couple minutes, we all just kind of watched him. He choked up trying mm. to think about what to say next. And he had it all written out, but he said, <laughs> love my family. And yeah, that, that, that's so powerful to start thinking about and leaning into. Um, it's just a tiny piece, a sliver of how much God loves us. Amen. And how we love our, our, our friends, our neighbors, our family. Mm-hmm. And how interesting that when you really read that passage, like you said, that 20 and 21, it's a lot of churches have that as their benediction. It can, you know, it's like this beautiful to him who is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine that the context is not about self promotion. All that I can ask or imagine for my life to have bliss. Again, this is in the context of the church and what he has just talked about is it is your sense of being loved. Your sense of, of being a child of God, that you, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, you will be filled with the fullness of God. That is what he's referring to, not to, you know, some pie in the sky dream to, you know, own a business that's super successful. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the context there. So, He's talking about church, the important, he's talking about prayer as something the church should do and then rooted in this love. So I want the listener to think about as, as you are moving forward in this life of faith, where can you specifically live out your prayer life and this, this understanding of the depth of God's love for you within the church? What would that, what God, what might be God saying to you um, and for how that could become real in your life? Do y'all have another way of saying it? I think that that's so important, Emily, because um, people don't see their prayer or their little piece of being rooted in love as affecting the rest of the church. Mm. And I think what you're saying is, reflect on how if as a gathered people how your understanding of being loved by god and your way of praying the church into this uh this place that really shows the height and depth and breadth of god's love um that that's i mean that's an important thing for everyone to be to be considering and there are many places uh, to do that. There really are. Yeah. 
Thank y'all very much. Thank y'all for listening. And I hope you are passing this on to people as you enjoy it. And we hope you come back next week. Peace.